Hey everyone, my name is Chris Lambert and on this channel we talk Kanye West and today we're talking Kanye and Universal Music and talking about buying Universal Music. So this website Music Business Worldwide did a cool thing and actually looked into could Kanye purchase uh, Universal the way that he talked about on the Joe Rogan podcast. So you can see the quote, I'm going to buy Universal. <laughs> and then he said, I was thinking about buying my master's. I realized that was too small of a thought. I'm going to buy Universal. Universal is only a $33 billion organization. I'm one of the greatest product producers that ever existed. And I'm a child. I'm 43 years old. I was 53 million in debt four years ago. Now it's proven that I'm the new Michael Jordan of products. So people are saying this might seem like a laughable notion, but is there... Uh, a speck of chance that it could actually be possible. And that's because like, it's not just Kanye being worth $5 billion, right? Which gives him a leg up when it comes to ownership of something, uh, but also the people that he is in contact with. Like going to Elon Musk and being like, hey, Elon, do you want to invest in this? It seems like the kind of thing that Elon would be like, yeah. And Elon has an incredible amount of money. So it just seems like in Kanye's current sphere, he's kind of leveled up with some of the people that he's rubbing shoulders with, especially in the tech world. And it seems like he's getting more and more involved with people that are in that Silicon Valley uh, area of things that have a tremendous amount of money and are looking to invest and disrupt and yada, yada, yada. So this kind of gets into more of where Universal Music Group is at. So it says... Um, right here. So it's Vivendi and Tencent that kind of run Universal, right? Uh, so UMG's parent Vivendi is not currently opposed to the idea of liquidating stakes in the music company. Just seven months ago, a consortium led by Chinese giant Tencent acquired a 10% look at that stake in Universal Music Group for $3.3 billion. That same consortium now has the option to acquire a further 10% in Universal before mid-January 2021. Uh, speaking to investors last Tuesday, Vivendi CEO Arnaud de Puyfontaine said, in addition to the Tencent consortium deals, Vivendi is pursuing the process of selling additional minority stakes. Minority is the keyword there, but they're definitely selling stakes in the company. And if Kanye could gather up enough stakes, uh, you can do some damage, right? <laughs> However, Vivendi also confirmed last week that it tends to take UMG public in the calendar year of 2022. And there's the rub. Like, if a company's going to go public, they know that there's so much more money to be made. And I think 2022, in terms of, like, business planning and business, like, timelines, that's so soon that I would doubt that even if Elon was like, I will front everything that they would get like a good deal for what it is that they want. Cause it's not just 33 billion at that point, it's 33 billion on top of the opportunity cost of not going public or not being there when the company goes public. Maybe you can work something out in the contracts to where they still get like a huge windfall and don't have to carry any of the risk going forward, but that's still kind of a huge deal. Though also, I mean, if they are going public, maybe with uh, Musk and Kanye at that point in 2022, they can just buy up enough shares, right? And uh, get more ownership that way. I think that's how stocks work, right? Is that not? I have no idea. But uh, the IPO looks to likely shower Vivendi in serious money. So yeah, I don't know if they would be selling. But uh, what's interesting is that Kanye said this as well. 
they're using me as this artist who has attracted other artists. Also, I use them. I got famous. I made some money. I got to tour, which is something that people have pointed out in the relationship dynamic between artists and publishers, right? That even though the publisher does usually get the better end of the deal in the long run, would the artists be where they're at without having the marketing and backing expertise of uh, a UMG, right? So I became the superstar, so we used each other. Now there's just an adjustment that needs to be made in the relationship. I can make and I will make products that will make more money than Universal is worth. Yeah, so it's one of those things like make your adjustment with me now and let's get on the same page or I'm going to continue to increase my wealth and one day I will own you and change things uh, the way that I want them to change. But what's uh, kind of interesting to... And not to avoid this, I'm trying to see if I need to talk about this. Um, you talked about there's a way both parties can be happy. Uh, and these infrastructural partners can be a service to the influencer, to the artist. These deals can be flipped in a way that are more than just fair. So what's kind of curious to me is that in the wake of Kanye railing against his contract, right, in the current state of his contract, you just see yesterday this news came out that Kendrick Lamar signs global admin deal with Universal music publishing group, <laughs> the exact company that Kanye is kind of like upset with. And you notice it's not just like a contract deal. Like he didn't just sign with Universal. He signed a global admin deal with Universal. And uh, what that says, typically an administration who wrote this trace. Okay. Uh, typically an administration deal makes a partnership between a songwriter and a publishing administrator, meaning the songwriter retains ownership of the copyrights. The publishing administrator, meanwhile, provides administrative, i.e. not creative services. So it looks like in that case, Kendrick is giving up less ownership of his songwriting, which I don't know if that's typically part of it. I was seeing something online that typically you give up 50 to 100% of your copyright, right? Um, but when you sign an admin deal, and this is on the pros and cons of signing a publishing deal on BMI, What's BMI? I have no idea. Okay, but it says uh, you can sign like a, a publishing deal and there's the pros and the cons and then your options. You can either be your own publisher, put yourself on a regular writing schedule, demo your songs, pitch your songs, network, or sign an admin deal. If you're starting to get some cuts and placements for your songs and the subtleties of copyright law, royalty statements, and licensing feel to like too much to keep track or negotiate, then consider signing with a publisher to administer your copyrights. In other words, instead of giving away ownership of 50 to 100% of your copyright, give a copyright administrator 15 to 25% to mine the store while you're taking care of the other stuff. I promise you, if you're making money from your songs, you'll have no trouble at all finding an experienced publisher to administer your copyright. So I thought at first that this might mean, based on how Complex phrased it, that Kendrick would get to like keep his masters more or less. And he got the deal that Kanye wanted. But as some people pointed out on Twitter, this has nothing to do with the actual recording, right? It's just the song copyright, which in a typical publishing deal, you still lose 50 to 100% of the royalty, even though you're the one writing the song. It's weird. Um, but it seems that Kendrick is also, much like Kanye, making moves to change the kind of deals that he's in and to get a little bit more power, a little bit more leverage. He's just, I mean, in the Kendrick-Kanye dynamic contrast, doing it more quietly than Kanye is, which is true to character and true to each character, right? Um, but I thought that this was kind of a just 
interesting one-two punch. I don't punch like this. Interesting, I don't punch like that either. It's hard to punch when you're sitting down. Don't judge my punching, okay? But I thought this was an interesting uh, one-two punch. I'm not doing any hand gestures this time. Between what Kanye's wanting to do and then what Kendrick is now following up. And it seems to be a growing trend with artists that are of the stature that Kanye and Kendrick are at. Uh, trying to rearrange this. So even though deals still currently aren't favorable for artists, it does feel like we're kind of at the beginning of that starting to shift and change. And it's just a matter of time before a label, if it's Universal Music Group or someone else, is the first one to really try to cater to the uh, artist and maybe get some of these major artists to uh, go to them rather than stick with the old heads that aren't changing. So we'll keep up to date on that. Uh, but that's all I have for this video. If you're enjoying the channel and you want to support, the easiest way is liking, commenting, subscribing, as those things tell YouTube. This is a channel people enjoy, and then they show it to more people. We're also trying to get to 10,000 subscribers before the end of the year. So if you want to help us out on that mission, I think we're currently at 9,080, 70. Uh, <laughs> hit the red button and that's much appreciated because it'd just be cool to hit, you know? Um, and then we also have our podcast, Watching the Throne, a lyrical analysis of Kanye West that will change how you listen to Kanye's music forever. You can find that where you listen to podcasts. Uh, and then our Twitter account, at Kanye Podcast. And we talk a lot of Kanye. <laughs> so uh, that's all I got. Until next time, stay wavy and keep it loopy. Cheers. Cheers.